This episode is brought to you by Harry's. Harry sent me a razor starter kit recently to try, and I put it to use very quickly because I keep myself clean shaven. In fact, I pretty much shave every single day because I have lots of facial hair. It grows back very quickly, and it's also really thick, and it hurts a lot when I shave normally, with a bad razor at least. So I've been using Harry's razors for like a week now. They're very nice. It's a five-blade razor, and I have to say, it really does effortlessly shave through my normally very annoying facial hair. It doesn't hurt one bit, no tugging, anything like that. And it stayed sharp the entire time as well. I'm very impressed so far. It also has kind of a good weight to it. It's like heavier than normal. I don't know. It's like, it's just got a good weight to it. I really like that. I didn't know I liked it before, but now I know I like it. I also really liked the shaving cream just because it smells really good. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by questionable shaving products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of other big brands. Harry's has a customizable delivery option for scheduled refills as low as $2, half of what you pay from other big brands. Don't settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com otherworld. That's harrys.com otherworld for a $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. Today's episode is about something that only happened for a very, very brief moment in time to the person who emailed me. But what he saw in that moment was very bizarre, and who it happened to is part of the reason why it's on the show. This comes to me from a guy named Jake from Wisconsin. Him and his friends were leaving the house on a normal night, And suddenly he looks up and sees across the street something that he described to me as an amalgamation of bones. And it was galloping down the street. He thought that his eyes were playing tricks on him as most of us would. And he probably would still think that if his friends didn't see it too. Now, people see wild stuff all the time, but the person you're about to hear from is a full-time paramedic. He experiences shocking, terrifying, and hard to comprehend things every single day. It strikes me that this moment is still bothering him so many years later, especially considering what he goes through on an average workday is more extreme than what most people will experience in their entire life. So if what he saw that one day really scared him this much, I can only imagine how impactful it must have been. So, let's get this episode started. This is episode 43, The Animal Spirit, and you're listening to Otherworld. Hello? Is this Bobby? Yes, it is. At, at its core, the science you can't argue with. It's a like story about all of a sudden. up in the sky. It's almost frustrating that it's happening. I'm literally, I'm going to die. I'm like, just its looking. limbs were just like wrong. Everybody moves back into the light, even if it takes them a minute.
Well, I'm Jake. I'm 38. I live in Minnesota. Uh, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, but moved to Wisconsin when I was 15. I've been in the Twin Cities area for the last, I don't know, 16, 17 years. I work as a paramedic. Um, you know, we see crazy stuff all the time. Not every day, but at least every month we see crazy stuff going on. Tons of stuff that's non-paranormal. You know, there's stuff that's like, I don't, it's hard to even call it paranormal adjacent. It's just really weird shit. A long time ago, I don't know, at least 10 years ago, we picked up a guy wandering around in a graveyard like at like 2 in the morning. It's creepy because I remember there being like fog on the ground. Like, like I don't know, or at least it seemed that way. Like, it was very stereotypical. Like, where you are wandering a graveyard with the cops trying to find this guy who got out. Um, and he was like a Mennonite. So he, he was like a young dude, 20 years old maybe, um, full beard. And we found him butt-ass naked, like wandering around this graveyard. He didn't say a fucking word to us, but he had the craziest like thousand yard stare I've ever seen. Like he was looking right through your soul, like when he looked at you. And we just like put him on the stretcher, buckled him in, put on, you know, like very simple restraints. And just so he can't like jump out of the back of the truck. And uh, yeah, just like hauled him to the hospital. And I just remember that's one. I've never seen another, like we've, you have thousands of psych patients and stuff. I've never seen a stare like that before. And uh, yeah, like that was as creepy as hell. I've always wanted to go to a, like a demonic possession or even like a fake one. Like whatever, you know, I don't know. That's always been the call I've wanted to go to. And we got paged out to one. It came out over the radio as 50 people in the street surrounding someone and something about demons or demonic possession. And like that shit never comes over the air. Like they don't, nobody says demon over the air on anything. You know what I mean? Like nobody says possession. Nobody says any of that. Like none of that is language, at least where I work, is used on the radio. Even if that were exact, you know, that's what someone thought was happening. That would never make it over the air. So like the fact that that's how it got paged out I was like, holy shit, what is this? You know, all excited to go to it, but also pretty nervous because 50 people anywhere is sketchy. Like, especially if something's going on, like, I don't know, just me and my partner, maybe a couple cops. Like, we don't, we didn't exactly know what we were getting into. So we roll into this, this neighborhood and it's a very standard neighborhood. Um, it's like, it's kind of late, maybe 10, 11. And there, there's, I'd say like 20, 30 people in the street, not 50, but they were kind of surrounding this guy. It was creepy. Immediately, police like disperse everyone. And it's like a bunch of young kids. It's like teenagers, maybe college age kids. They're all kind of dressed nice and stuff. So we kind of knew it was like a churchy thing going on. And it was, what they had done is they'd surrounded this guy we got through, we were able to get this guy out, get him to our truck and just start talking to him. 
he was a chill dude. He was just like, hey, this is what's going on. He was part of this like church youth group and he had been seeing this girl and been spending more time with this girl. And uh, the church group realized that like, hey, this guy hasn't been around much. Like what's going on, you know? He went, he like met up for, for this group this night and he hadn't been around for a while, I guess. And then he decided to go on a walk with his buddy or something around the neighborhood. And while he was gone, just like walking around the neighborhood, this church group had decided that like, he wasn't acting appropriately. The devil is pulling him away from the group and we're going to confront him when he comes back. And so he came back in the front door and they immediately like a bunch of people surround him and grab him. And he's like, don't fucking touch me. (laughs) And like runs around or turns around, runs out the door of this house. They all spill out chasing after him. Like they, this group of people had decided that he was possessed by the devil. That's what they were saying. And we talked to a few of them because we had gotten this story from this guy. And this is, this is all from him telling us like in the back of the ambulance after we did that. And I just like, I had to see it for myself. So I had, I had to like step out and start talking to some of these cult members. I'll call them. I don't know. Just this church group that went nuts. And for real, like some of them were like, yeah, we think he's possessed like by the devil. So one of, one of the crazier ones is we go to this apartment complex and we can hear this woman screaming like from the front door of the apartment or from the building. Like as soon as you walk in the building, you hear run in fear. And it's like extremely loud. Like as loud as I've ever heard anybody yell. And it's like shrill and it's sharp. And it every, every time she screams it like every 10 to 20 seconds and it's not exactly well-timed. So every time she screams, everybody like shudders because it's, it's like nails on chalkboard and it's extremely loud. And so we finally get up to the apartment. I think PD like has to break down the door and, you, you know, just someone off their meds, someone, you know, with a lot of behavioral disturbances, but she would wait till you were looking away and then scream at the top of her lungs, run in fear in your ear. Like all of our ears were ringing. Everybody hated her. <laughs> like, and as we walked her out of the hallway, down, like out of the apartment, down the hallway, people opened their, their doors and were clapping. Like all of her neighbors were just like clapping that we were leaving with her and taking her to the hospital because, you know, you want to have compassion for people in that situation. But there is a point where, oh my God, I can only imagine being one of her neighbors and having to hear that constantly for like 24 hours or however long it was until, you know, 911 was called and and people went to go pick her up. We do encounter a lot of people that have medically died you know, so like they they suffered a cardiac arrest and were successfully resuscitated. Um, and a lot of times I will ask them, and this is like usually like a long time, like either weeks or months after, or, you know, years even, because you'll see it in their paperwork, you know, like, oh, cardiac arrest. You know, it's like, oh, wow. So I, I talk, usually ask them like, what was that like, you know? And uh, my next question is like, did you see anything? And I've, I've probably asked this to like maybe 10 or so people, you know, I don't always remember to ask, but um, 
I think most people are probably afraid to ask people this kind of stuff. Like, I can't help it. Like, I just want to, you know, like, I don't care at all. Like, I will just ask them because I do, I do want to know what they've seen. And most, I would say about half the people were like, nothing, you know. Um, half the people are like, oh, I saw a light or family or something. So, like, that's pretty nice, you know. Uh, stuff like that, like good stuff. And I did meet one guy, only one, who said that he felt a bunch of hands grabbing him and pulling him. And I think all I said was like, ooh, dude, I don't know, man. Like, that make you kind of figure some stuff out? Or, you know, like, what do you, what do, you do with that? And uh, he, he was just kind of gruff about it. And he's like, ah, you know, sh- shook it off. And I was like, all right, man. You know, like, I, I don't know that I'd take that too lately. But the, yeah, that was, that was crazy that they kind of felt that's the sensation they had as they were being like pulled down by a bunch of people and just like do this freaky shit. Yeah, so for that reason, I don't know, we kind of see crazy stuff like that all the time. You know, none of it is really paranormal or ghost related, in my opinion. Some people will see stuff, you know, on the job and, and attribute it to paranormal origins, but I can't really say that I've seen anything at work over the last, like, 15 years that, you know, even approaches, like, a paranormal story. So this one animal spirit that I did see is very much outside of the normal. Like, even even seeing a bunch of crazy stuff all the time, um, it, it sticks out. So... This event was about 14 years ago. It was about 2009. I was back home kind of visiting. So my parents live in Wisconsin still, and um, we would go to Eau Claire, if anybody has any familiarity with the area. Um, Water Street is kind of like the college bar area of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. We had all been 21 for like four or five years at this point. So I was like 25 or 26. And we were all meeting up at my buddy's place in Eau Claire. It was just in a really standard neighborhood and people were like having a beer or two, but we were all just kind of getting ready to go out for the night. Uh, You know, it was about maybe 9, 10 p.m. It was in the summer, beautiful night. Uh, I remember it was like 65 degrees, it was perfect. Uh, There wasn't any clouds in the sky and it was just a standard neighborhood. There's about eight of us guys, just bros, hanging out in a house, and we all decide, hey, let's let's go to the bar. So we leave this house, and there's just a walkway going out to the sidewalk, just like a very regular setup for a house and a yard. And across the street, there's this schoolyard, but it's literally just grass. It's like almost the whole city block with just grass, no fences, nothing. I'm sure they like played kickball there or something, but there's literally nothing on the block opposite this house. Um, We were with my buddy Josh who lived there and his friend Bobby. His friend Bobby's Native American. This may or may not play into the story a little bit. You know, we kind of talked about this stuff later after the fact. Essentially, we all walked out of the front door facing like this open field that's on the other block and uh there's like four or five guys ahead of us 
And then there's me and Josh, my buddy Josh. We're like the two stragglers in the group and we're all just walking out of the house. And so the group of guys gets to the sidewalk, they turn left towards the driveway and just keep walking. And while my buddy Josh and I are just walking to get to the sidewalk, I see something out of the corner of my eye on the right side and it's moving pretty quick. Um, It goes from one side of this block to the other, right in front of my view in about five seconds. And I just saw it appear out of literally nothing. And it is like the smoothest object I've ever seen. And it was in this galloping motion. Like it was full tilt sprint on four legs. Like if you saw a cheetah just running full sprint and the way it was running, it wasn't touching the ground. Like it looked like it was on this smooth plane and it just traveled, I don't know, so smoothly and quickly. And it just went from one end of the block and just disappeared at the other end of the block. And clear as day, I can see bones. Like it literally looks like whatever you think a ghost animal looks like, that's exactly what this looks like. Uh, Like all the best way I can describe it is like translucent bones and it's bones of an animal that I've never seen. Like it was, it looked like an amalgamation of different animals. It's tough to remember exactly, but I know that I saw, this sounds insane. I saw like saber tooth tusks, like, you know, teeth, like long canine teeth. And I'm pretty sure I saw antlers and it was big. It was, I don't know that I would say it was like the size of a moose, but it wasn't much smaller than that. So it was like the size of an elk or something maybe. It was, it was pretty big and I was just like stunned and just thinking, what the fuck was that? You know, I, I had no idea. I was, you know, looking around for cars, like, is there headlights or something? And my mind, immediately I knew that it wasn't something as innocuous as that because there was movement within the movement. Like there was movement of the legs, of the body. Like I saw these things move and that's just not something like headlights can mimic, in my opinion. All right, we'll be right back after this quick break. I used to be really bad at keeping track of my finances. A very stupid part of me believed that if I just don't look at my bank accounts and my credit card statements, the money will all still be there, even if I spent it on stupid stuff that month. Well, that's not how it works. I learned the hard way. It's quite the opposite. Usually, when I finally did look, I'd notice that there was some subscription I'd been paying for that I forgot to cancel or I got overcharged for something and it's too late to fix. But now I use Rocket Money to keep track of all of that for me so I don't have to worry. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you could grow your savings. Rocket Money finds all of your bills and subscriptions for you, lays them out, and gives you the option to cancel them automatically or it can negotiate a lower price for you. I recently tested this out on my internet bill and they were able to negotiate a lower price for me. I saved like $300 doing this. If you're like me and you get scared checking your accounts, Rocket Money 
might be your savior. It's nice having everything in one place and under control. I promise you're going to be very happy once you finally do it. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. That's rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. Hey, Otherworld listeners. I'm excited to tell you about a show that I love and I think you're going to love as well. It's called Sophia with an F, starring Sophia Franklin. This show is about as different from Otherworld as a show could possibly be, which is why I think many people were very, very shocked when I got invited on as a guest around Halloween. It was really the crossover that nobody expected. I'll never forget the day my episode came out and every single one of my college-age cousins texted me all at the same time. Very confused, but also very excited. It was nice to hear from all of them, though, and uh, finally get some respect. I had a great time on the show. Sophia is really down-to-earth, which is why I think her interviews are so good. We talked about Otherworld, the paranormal, getting into this whole thing unexpectedly, as I did, and a lot of other stuff that I think normally does not get discussed on Sophia with an F. Normally in the show, Sophia Franklin goes deep on sex, life, mental health, relationships, and everything in between. You could get Sophia all to yourself every Monday for solo mini-episodes and every Thursday with her ride-or-die best friends, experts, and some famous guests on a host of other topics, topics that are not safe for the dinner table, from foursomes and sugar daddies to wild sexcapades and tips for keeping things fresh in the bedroom. It's raw and laugh-out-loud funny, no borders and no filters. My personal favorite is the episode with Waka Flock of Flame, if you want somewhere to start. Listen to and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The best moment after this happened was I looked up because, of course, like I was stunned and my buddy Josh's jaw was like on the ground and I was fucking stoked (laughs) because he saw it too. And so I was like, all right, I'm not crazy. Um, You know, that was the first thing is like, sweet. I don't know what this is, but at least I'm not the only one to see it. Like I'm not a lunatic. Uh, my buddy, Josh, I immediately said something like, what the fuck was that? You know, and he's the first thing he said was, I don't want to talk about it. And he just like quickly walked to the car. And of course, like the whole way to the bar, I'm like, no, dude, we, we got to talk about this. You don't, you know, what was that? And he's just like, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I know that he'd had some weird ghost type stuff happen at this house in like leading up to this. Um, it wasn't really related. Like he's told me a couple of stories. It didn't seem really, you know, I don't know. It seemed like some weird haunted house stuff um, that him and his roommate had, were like kind of having issues with, but just hearing like footsteps and stuff. I don't know how that's related to a, a fucking spirit animal, but that's what, I don't know, that's what I called it. That's what I thought this was. I mean, it's like only, you know, who knows what it was. But that was the only way I could describe it to myself. And yeah, he, you know, Josh initially, like the whole night, he didn't want to talk about it. But I finally, I don't remember if it was like that night or the next day. I mean, this is like almost 15 years ago. But I got him to tell me what he saw. Because I remember that I did not tell him a word of what I, like, I didn't want to describe it to him at all because I wanted kind of selfishly confirmation for myself. Like, I wanted him to tell me what he saw first so that, you know, it would line up. 
Yeah, so uh, my name's Josh, and uh, the person that you had mentioned earlier, my friend Jake, I've uh, known him uh, for about, I'd say, 20, maybe 25 years. And uh, yeah, the event uh, back when I was in college and Jake was visiting me, and I was, at the time, I had my, I was living with a roommate, and him and some friends had come over to me and my roommate's house, and we were going to go out to the bars and just, like, get a ride down, and I can't, I can't, I can't remember what the event was. There was something going on. I don't know if it's like, it was, there was a reason, there was like a reason it was going to be kind of busy downtown. So anyways, we were all getting in the car and as we were leaving my house, uh, I saw this dark figure kind of like going across, like down the road, uh, like went through like a spot, or a, like a streetlight and it just kept going down the road. Um, and it, it, I just couldn't, my brain couldn't comprehend what it was seeing. It was like, it's almost like transparent, but yet you couldn't see through it. It was just really weird. Um, it was like, it's like a shadow, but it looked like there was like a mass to it. It looked like, it looked like an, kind of like an animal, like running. But when you see anything running, like a dog or a human, like when they hit the ground, like there's usually going to be like some sound, but there's also like, like a kind of like a, like a jolt or like a it's like a slowdown in like the cadence or whatever but it was very fluid there was no like like the like appendages like our arms or whatever they seemed to like not like have any like jostling when where when impact would happen or anything like that it's just it looked like they were running above the ground it was i would say it's like going by like a car would be going by like maybe just a little bit faster like maybe like 45 down like a you know, just a regular street. That's about how fast it was, like, moving, I would say. So it wasn't, like, so fast that it was, like, a split second out of the corner of my eye. It was, like, I was watching it for, like, seconds, like, go by. And since, as it was, like, kind of getting away from me, the street lights, uh, the next street light up wasn't for a ways, so it kind of just disappeared, and I didn't see it come into the next street light. But it was, like, so it was, like, running in, the like, the light of the street light right next to the street light. That was the... That was another thing that made it very weird because it was like, usually like it's a shadow. It's uh, a shadow wouldn't do that. It wouldn't look three dimensional just going by, but you would see like maybe on a house or something, but it was like an object running along. It was like, that was another thing that was weird is like, it didn't react with the light, but I don't recall there being like a shadow of it either. That was, that was the interesting thing. And so I'm not like in disbelief. I'm like trying to think, maybe was that a shadow or like that my, my brain's just playing tricks on me or whatever. And uh, I look over and I see like Jake and my roommate and some of the other people that had come over to get in the car, get, get the ride down downtown. We are all looking at each other. Like we all just saw the same thing. And none of us could like, we all just say like, did you see that? And we're like, yeah. And we, none of us knew what to say. We didn't know how to describe it. We just saw it. And um, it was just really weird. I had never seen anything like that in my life. Um, yeah, I, the fact that everybody else saw it was the weird thing. Like, it's not like somebody like, oh, did you see that? And like, maybe one or other one other person said that. But no, like, like five or six completely different people like were there, and they they saw, we all saw it. We all just looked at each other at the same time. What was that? And it was just strange. And after like after that, it started like having some weird experiences around the house, like my roommate's dog would be just barking at the corner for long periods of time. And he's Native American. So he's like, like, you know, I think he's like, there's spirits there or whatever, because he's like really believes in that. I don't know, but it was weird that his dog would just like bark at things like in the house that were 
like I didn't see anything, but he was like looking at somebody and barking at it. And that just started like, it happened for like a few, maybe a few weeks all around that time. It was just weird. What I think was really interesting was that I saw very clearly these translucent bones, like very clearly, and he didn't. I don't know, maybe if he saw some like outlines to him or something, but just the idea of like your eyes and brain have no idea what how to translate what you're seeing at all. So the fact that we can see the exact same thing that's totally crazy and have it have like little differences is wild to me. Like maybe my brain could interpret what I was seeing as these bones and his brain couldn't. I have no idea. Like, you know, our, our different perceptions because I don't know, I don't think it was like something we were supposed to see. You know, that's, I guess, my feeling about it. What, what it kind of, what I was thinking about after the fact, and I thought about it for like weeks after, was I had like a very regular Catholic upbringing. You know, I've never seen any miracles or like anything crazy like that, but I really didn't know what to take of the, you know, how to put this in, in perspective, like in a spiritual, religious way, whatever. Like, where does that fit? You know, like this sp spirit animal is just appears for five seconds and then disappears. Frankly, like after the initial event and then like a few days, weeks later, like I pretty much, I wouldn't say I forgot about it, but I didn't think about it very much. Mostly because I think, you know, I wasn't scared at the time, but what's scary to me is like the implications of even seeing it. Like what, you know, how do you, is it some extra dimension, you know, like who knows? And so kind of from that perspective and like, I fully, you know, would say that we know virtually nothing and that this is my own personal proof of, proof of that is this event. And uh, yeah, I don't know, like the implications of that and it, far scarier to me, like thinking about what the hell was that? What do you believe, if anything, you know? And I think maybe Josh kind of felt the same way and why he was so scared by it. We do have a couple, two or three guys that are Ojibwe in our group of friends. And so we kind of asked them about it. And, you know, they didn't know a ton. Um, they were, they were a little glib about it though. Like, I don't know if you've ever talked to Native American, you know, about folklore or anything. Like there's stuff that you just like don't bring up especially on this like spiritual side, the darker side, like they don't like talking about that kind of stuff. I think a lot of cultures feel like you will bring it in, into existence in some way, like you attract it to yourself. Um, I don't know if that's their motivations, but like, you know, just the friends that I've had and trying to talk to them about that stuff, like they, they don't really enjoy talking about that stuff and will actively try to get out of a conversation about it usually, at least in my experience. Uh, so it was kind of tough to find, you know, information on you know on what it could be and like online is um you know just a rabbit hole like you can go as deep as you want in that but yeah just from the perspective of uh what my buddies thought it was like they weren't too too open to talking about it okay i really do not like playing the guessing game with guests or even trying to diagnose things on the show at all. Because 
Ultimately, we have no idea what any of this stuff is. No matter how much folklore exists, we know so little. So as a host, I really try to avoid jumping in and saying, oh, I think it was this, I think it was that. But I was very curious about what exactly he saw, and I was trying to wrap my head around what it looked like. So I put together a little folder of images of various paranormal creatures and cryptids, and I showed them to Jake. I started scrolling through just to see if anything stuck out so that I could have some kind of visual reference as to what this thing looked like because it's pretty hard to understand. So I was showing him these pictures, and when we got to a certain one, he pretty much immediately pointed it out. And you're not, you don't know what it is. I, yeah, I mean, I guess the closest thing it would be spirit animal, you know, like whatever. And, and not that I know a lot about spirit animals, to be honest. I've like not, I haven't looked it up in a long time. I try not to think about it too much just because like, I, you know, where will that take me? And even like you're saying spirit animal, I feel like you might mean animal spirit. Yeah, yeah, probably. Let me show you this because like, I'm going to share my screen. Is it like, can you see that? Yeah, I mean, that is, you know, that, like I said, it's like almost 15 years ago, but that is um, pretty close to that. Yeah, on four legs. It's pretty pretty damn close to that, I would say. So I don't know if the antlers were that big. It's, it's tough to remember, but like, if that were bones, although it's missing like tusks. Like if you slapped, uh, tusks or something, or like huge canine teeth on it, that would be pretty, pretty close. That thing is something called the Wendigo. The Wendigo is a malevolent spirit from the folklore of the Plains and Great Lakes natives, as well as some First Nations. Like I said, I don't normally like to make conclusions, but I did find it interesting that this story took place in Wisconsin, literally right in the middle of where this folklore originated. In fact, the Algonquin and Ojibwe people are the main source of a lot of the information on this being. And there's not a ton out there actually, because this is definitely something that for most people who believe it would be very hesitant to discuss it out loud. In fact, I think it's also something that you're probably not supposed to be saying out loud if you're superstitious about it, but this is a podcast and I can't think of a way to get around that. There's a lot of stories and beliefs around this creature, especially when you get on the internet, but I can quote an Ojibwe teacher and writer named Basil H. Johnston right now to describe it this way. The Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tightly over its bones. With its bones pushing out against its skin, its complexion, the ash gray of death, and its eyes pushed back deep into their sockets, the Wendigo looked like a gaunt skeleton recently disinterred from the grave. What lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean and suffering from the separation of flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and composition, of death and corruption. Like I said, I'm not sure if this is what these guys saw but I can tell you that Jake did not know much about this before telling me the story. He never referenced it, and I made a point of showing him various pictures of different things so that I didn't plant the idea in his head. It's fascinating to me 
that he saw something that originated in the exact area where he saw it and that he didn't know about it before. And it's something so bizarre that it just really stuck out to me. It really stuck out to me as something that a person wouldn't even make up if they were to make up something, if that makes sense. And there were certainly differences in what he saw. It wasn't exact, but it was pretty close. So if anything, this will give you a little bit of reference to what type of thing he saw running across the street. So has seeing this thing affected you in any way? Has it affected the way you look at the world or what you believe? What's freaky about this is, um, you know, maybe it, it doesn't have that as, as much to do with that, but it is interesting, some of the stuff that you learn when you have friends that, um, you know, have, have some lineage to tribes and stuff. Um, like, you don't whistle at night. Like, it's weird because I, I do kind of follow some of this stuff now, even though, you know, I guess that's something that has changed is that, like, we'll go to the Boundary Waters in Minnesota. Um, it's just like a, the border with Canada. It's a canoe area. We camp there a lot. Um, and you just paddle out there. And for whatever reason, whenever I go with, like, new people, like, someone will whistle at night. <laughs> and it, it freaks me out. And I tell them, like, hey, hey, like, dude, don't whistle at night. What are you doing? You know, and that's from my buddy, Mike. Like you don't, you don't whistle at night. Like Native Americans don't whistle at night. You know, that's not a thing that they tell you like not actively not to do that because it will draw spirits to you. And I don't know that I would be like, it's weird. Like I'll catch myself, you know, walking through the day. Like, I don't know how often anybody whistles, but I, sometimes I catch myself at night and be like, whoa, what am I doing? You know, like, don't. And then, like, had I not seen that spirit, I don't know. Like, I think it probably did change my behavior a little bit. Like, I have, I give some credence to that stuff, you know, not really knowing if it does anything. But um, I, I know there's, like, you can't talk about, like, dear woman. Like, that's, like, a big no-no. Um, you're not supposed to say anything unless there's snow on the ground. So you can see, like, tracks. I just think that's crazy. Like, that's super cool. So, like, you won't hear people talk about that. Um, you know, I, I know Wendigo's big in that culture, too. And I've, I have wondered if that was what we saw. Um, I mean, I fucking hope not. <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't know. Hope it wasn't anything too crazy. But, um, yeah, I guess, I guess in that way, it has shaped my life in that like one little bit where, you know, I wouldn't consider myself very superstitious, but when it comes to that stuff, it's like, well, I saw a ghost animal of something. Like maybe I should like, you know, pay a little more attention to that. You know, maybe there's some, something about the superstitions of bygone traditions that, you know, mean something and you just don't know which ones and whatever, but uh, yeah, I would say I, I take probably take that stuff more seriously than the average person, like, just because I saw the ghost of this thing, <laughs> you know, and I don't really know, so. 
All right. I want to thank Jake and Josh for telling us the story. Such a very weird one. I think it's fascinating as well that they saw slightly different bizarre things. I know we've gotten into this with the Gateway Process episodes, but part of me thinks that we briefly have the ability to see things that we normally can't. And just like any other sense, if something like that were to turn on, it would be pretty confusing and our body would not be great at translating that information. So it would make perfect sense that things would be a little different between people. But then again, I have no idea what happened. I don't know what they saw and neither do they. So once again, thank you so much to these guys for sharing their stories and thank you for listening. This has been episode 43, The Animal Spirit, and you've been listening to Otherworld. Otherworld is executive produced and hosted by myself, Jack Wagner. Our theme song is by Cobraman. The soundtrack of this episode is by Juice Jackal and North Americans. This episode was edited and engineered by Theo Schaefer. Our artwork is by Cultisac Studios. Please show us your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends. If you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can become a patron at patreon.com otherworld. We have tons of bonus episodes and extra interviews up there. Our social media is at otherworldpod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to the team at Odyssey. J.D. Crowley, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Leah Reese-Dennis, Rob Morandi, Eric Donnelly, Matt Casey, Casey Klauser, Maura Curran, Josefina Francis, and Hilary Schuff. Follow and listen to Otherworld Now for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, you could send us your story at stories at otherworldpod.com. 